Welcome to the Ether. Today is Monday, March 6, 2023. Today on the Ether, the bare bones of Web3, episode 21, with special guest Jay Stansfield from the Squibbles. Let's take a listen. Welcome to Bare Bones. The date is March 6, 2023. This is Bare Bones of Web3, episode 21, with your host, Saberstein. EJ, the founder, and B-Bands. It's your weekly dose of Web3 news, opinions, market analysis, and updates. This show is sponsored by Space Skellies. Please see the links above for more information. This show is entertainment information. Don't be silly. This is not financial advice. None of the topics discussed should be taken as such. If you're interested in these topics, please do your own research. This week, we'll be joined by our special guest, Jay Sanfield. Hopefully, he arrives soon. Um... But in his Twitter bio, he says he's an illustrator. He writes books and he makes 3D models. I know he has an NFT collection called the Squibbles. He is a leader at Polygon Alliance. And I am not sure, but he's going to tell us a little bit about the Charlie Crisp. Um, some information on that. And Bare Bones Newsreel, March 6th. Feeling bold? Maybe a little LSD to quelch that money monster in you. I'm talking liquid staking derivatives. These decentralized finance products have been a topic of contention as they do bring liquidity into the blockchain ecosystem, but there are also cons to having these derivatives. One major con currently is that the SEC has zoomed in to this type of DeFi product. Now, an LSD is a way to be able to use your funds to mirror an asset to get more utility from your tokens. So this is how it works. You deposit your funds in a protocol and your funds are locked for a period of time. You are receiving rewards for staking from the product protocol, from the platform, I'm sorry, but you also receive a liquid derivative of the asset. It's almost like a receipt. You can take this derivative and use it on other protocols to trade for other tokens or stake as, um, stake as well so you can re receive additional rewards. And that's a, a big reason why it's so popular. It makes your, you know, your funds more available to you. Now, there is some speculation that Lido and LSD platform might have received a Wells notice from the SEC, but this rumor has not been confirmed. And the original podcaster re uh, retracted his previous statement and made sure he said sorry for spreading a rumor. I'm just very interested to see how the liquid staking derivatives markets is going to look after the SEC attempts regulating as they do in the traditional markets. Story two, the investment arm of the Mercy Corp is planning on bringing blockchain education to NGOs, which are non-governmental -gov organizations. The blockchain can be used to streamline operations, and Mercy Corp has chosen Polygon to partner with. Looks like Polygon's partnering with everyone these days. Next story, um, transactions made on the blockchain can be easily found, especially now with blockchain sleuths like Zach XBT. Checking the blockchain and seeing what's going on. So why is Indian law enforcement advising against sharing a $7.5 million hack? 
Last February in 2022, BNS Exchange was hacked, but the company was advised by authorities not to make it public. Authorities told them to say that it was a system maintenance. It's a very interesting term to use, and I wonder how many quote-unquote system maintenances are actually hacks in our real world. Um, my question is, how did the customers not notice their missing funds? How were they replaced so quickly, right? And how are we only finding out about this now? I just find it extremely interesting how they were able to cover it since everything is seen on the blockchain. But as the story unfolds, I, I'll uh, keep following it and see if more comes out about that. So I might not like the name, but um, I'm very interested in the Shiller app. So after three years of building, this app is ready to launch in April 2023. It's a live media broadcasting app that uses Web3 technology to stream. So it was rapper Snoop Dogg was recently revealed as one of the founders of Shiller app, um, which is a live uh, broadcasting platform for creators. Um, so Shiller app actually states that it is one stop shop for NFT projects, artists, brands and key opinion leaders to monetize uh, their following and connect with their audiences. Currently, they're accepting applications for content creators. Like, so right now you can go in there, send your, send your content to them, you know, tell them about yourself and, and, you know, send them your socials and they'll decide whether or not they want you to be on the Shiller app. Um, one of the utilities is that content creators can token gate their media channels and any kind of like personal meetings with their um, community. So it makes it a lot more intimate. And um, they also can use other NFT projects that they have partnered with. So it doesn't have to be their collection, it can be other collections. So I found this very cool. Now I had wanted to touch a little bit on the uh, Babel Finance, but I didn't have enough time to kind of really dig into it. I just know that um, Babel Finance had lost $748 million because of poor investment stra um, trading strategies. But before all hope was lost, they had raised some money. So when they raised the money, it brought their valuation up to $2 billion. But the $748 million is still owed to be paid. They've created a token that um, they call HOPE. And they want this token to be backed by Bitcoin and Ethereum to essentially pay back their debt that they owe. I'm not really sure how all of that is going to work. But as that unfolds, um, I'll keep us up to date. As you guys know, a lot of this for the market discussion of the standard New York Stock Exchange, we post all of this into the market discussion channel to help show you guys what we are uh, looking at and what we go off of. Um, if you hear a noise, that's fine. I'm out in my warehouse today. As the ladies know, we've been remodeling a bunch of stuff out here. Um, but I'm not, I'm not, not dying, so you guys will be all right. Um, so let's get right to it. We had, we've had a big fake out over the last few weeks and we've warned you guys not to get caught in a trap and here we are after weeks of what looked good and is no longer good um but for this week uh let's recap last week last week we had s p 500 was up 1.9 percent nasdaq was down one th nasdaq was down or sorry up 2.5 and then the dow jones was up 1.7 and the russell was up two percent as well um, Bands, can you hear that noise in the back? Yes, the air compressor is... Uh, yeah, one second. Or are you getting a tattoo? Is it a tattoo of like a space skelly on your arm? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> give, me, give me one minute. I'm going to step into my, in my office inside our building. If you want to give me like 
it's about a one minute walk to my other building. So give me one second. No worries. No worries. Um, me and Sabre can talk and I have still have not gotten our guest here, but that's okay. You know, still got a, a lot of great listeners. So announcements for Space Skellies. Space Skellies Evils collection is launching on Polygon. It's part of the Purple Wave. So if you don't know, now you know. I'm very excited about the opportunities and the abilities to do more with our collection on Polygon. Uh, please keep an eye out for Space Skellies in Department 77. We currently have this card game going on. So all you have to do is follow the link um, in Space Skellies Twitter, and you'll be able to get into Department 77 and collect your card for the week. Our Ordinal collection is now live. If um, So if you want a Bitcoin Ordinal or you want to pick one up or check out the collection, all you have to do is go to ordinalswallet.com, click on the collections, and you should be able to find a Space Skelly's uh, collection there. So if your Skelly isn't there yet, don't worry. Um, we'll continue to push batches every 48 hours. And those are for the people who have purchased ordinals. And congratulations to all of our ordinal holders. There are 32 listed, but we have 19 more currently being inscribed. Um, we will add them daily and batch update and batch updates. You can order a custom ordinal, copy your Skelly from Star Stargaze, which will require you to burn, or win an auction for an ordinal. Also, Elixir Burn Day is here. That's today at 2 p.m. Eastern. You'll be able to burn multiple elixirs for gold, blue, or red ships. And that will be at 2 p.m. Eastern. Um, may the odds ever be in your favor. Good luck. And that's all I got for announcements. I think I just heard him laughing at you in the background. Is that right? Yeah, because I was watching the Hunger Games. Hey, I, I remember we Katniss. <laughs> I no, was watching it yesterday, last night. <laughs> no, I actually said maybe hey. I'll ever be in your favor. Like last time we did an Alexa burn, so we're all on the same. We're on the same wavelength. Well, maybe that's why I wanted to watch Hunger Games so bad. <laughs> hey, sorry for uh, having to step out, but is this better for you guys? Should be no background noise now. Yes, it's perfect. Okay, awesome. All right, well, we'll rock it out. Get this done. Um, but yeah, to recap from last week, now that I'm at my other PC, let me pull up everything. Um, and then we should be good to go. But yeah, please turn the announcements and there's a lot happening. So if you have any questions, just come into our Discord and let my computer load in two seconds. So I want to go back through the S&P 500 was up 1.9%. Um, NASDAQ was up 2.5. Dow Jones was up 1.7. And the Russell 2000 was up. 2%. Um, so for <clears throat> the weekly recap of last week, the Atlanta Fed president uh, Bostick's comment on Thursday sparked a significant turnaround in the stock market after a recent broad sell-off, which you guys have seen just been constant blood in the market. He suggested that the Fed might pause the current tightening cycle by mid to late summer, but warned that the Fed would monitor incoming data and adjust its interest rate outlook. Um, if necessary. So basically, that means we don't know what we're doing. We have no clue what we're doing. We're just spitballing and we hope that the data gets better. Uh, don't get don't get caught in these when they're just hearsay like this and there's no data to go on. Um, and sometimes if the data is too good to be true, just be smart, be safe. Uh, and that's really that's really what led to the the this week to be green, um, to finish in the green. In a recent interview on CBS Face the Nation, uh, Bostic reiterated that the Fed's comment to its 2% inflation target and expect, uh, expressed cautious 
optimism about the path to achieve it. So exactly what I just said. He said one thing, then went back to another interview um, and kind of retracted his statement to be cautious. Uh, just be super, super patient. And I would say we're going to see the worst of the bleeding probably late July to early August. Just be very patient, guys, and be very safe. Set your stop losses. Don't get caught. Don't let your green trade go red. You'll hear Sabre say that all the time. You can't go red if you're, if you're green and you take the green, whether it's five bucks or 50 bucks or 500, it's, it's still green. Uh, so that takes us into this week, Monday, uh, today, the Uber will actually, you just got stuck in an Uber, uh, Uber technology CEO, uh, Dara will participate in a fireside chat at the 2023 Morgan Stanley uh, Tech Media and Telecom Conference. So 1.25 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, uh, Uber will be able to speak at this conference. I'm sure they'll have something coming out as they always do. Tuesday, we have, heaven forbid, everyone strap up. Tuesday, we have a star by this. Federal Chairman uh, Jerome Powell will appear before the Senate Banking Panel, 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Be ready for something that Powell shouldn't say that he'll say and the market will dump uh, on Tuesday. That's the big day, followed by another Wednesday uh, with Jerome Powell. We get to see him twice and hear from him twice. Wednesday, same time, uh, 10 a.m. or sorry, 11 a.m. No, this is 10 a.m. I'm sorry, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on both days. I wrote down the wrong time. 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, Tuesday and Wednesday. Uh, Jerome Powell will appear before the House Financial Services on Wednesday. And then Thursday, Apple all day will hold its annual meeting. Um, the proxy advisor firm, what do I have here? Uh, proxy advisor firm has urged Apple investors to vote for the company's direct nominees and pay package for top executives, such as Chief Executive Tim Cook. Uh, all day, the White House is expected to release a proposed budget on March 9th. The proposal could have implications for some defense stocks, depending on the funding level that are eventually worked out with Congress. Uh, so if you're in any defense programs that have contracts with the government, these would be good plays for that week. Um, you can find these in many discords and you can ask ourselves for any good plays on these. Uh, and then that will finish off Thursday all day Fed at 10 a.m. Sorry, not all day. 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Federal Reserve official uh, Michael Barr will give a talk on crypto. Barr has stated previously that a supervision priority is monitoring the risk of crypto-related activities. As we know, the government always throws this into a circle. Uh, Thursday, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. You could see crypto um, shouldn't get hit too hard, but if something crazy comes out, like a blanket new law that they lay out there. Just be prepared for that. And then to end the week, Friday, all day, watch for the last round of the Fed speak before the blackout period. We have talked about the blackout period before. Um, so it's going to be a bumpy week. Tuesday, Wednesday, I got stars. Tuesday, Wednesday, end of Thursday, and Friday. So be prepared, be patient. Um, if you're not going to be at your phone or computer monitoring your trades, I would stay out of them this week if I'm being completely honest. But with that, um, Sabre's going to give you more of a market analysis into the crypto world and what we can expect. So with that, Sabre, I'm going to pass it over to you. Thank you so much, EJ. Really odd going after you, but I mean, switch up is good every once in a while. So thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Um, yeah, Uber. I don't know about them. Uh, so 
Good morning, everyone. I would like to start our analysis first with February's monthly candle. Then we're going to work our way down to the weekly and the daily on Bitcoin. So the February monthly candle closed as like a nearly perfect, it's called a long-legged doji. So this means the candle has a long upper shadow, a long lower shadow, and nearly no candle body as price closed very close to the open. So this candle can signal a potential reversal of the trend as the previous month's candle was a very strong bullish candle. So where buyers clearly had control. Then as price traded closer to resistance in that 24,000, 25,000 um, supply area, we saw sellers coming in to push price down and, so, and buyers fighting to keep the price up. So in short, it's indecision right now. Um, but generally you will see price either consolidate, so trade sideways, or begin to trend down in these cases. Um, a lot of times whenever you see a potential reversal candle, you're going to want to see what the next candle looks like. And I think, as I said before, like on the monthly timeframes, this can be long, right? Because you're waiting two months, basically, for a trend reversal can potential candle and then for confirmation. Um, so then we go to the weekly chart to see what it looks like. So on the weekly chart, we now have three touches on an uptrend line. So we can call we can actually call it an uptrend line. I mean, you can start like a, a trend line with two touches, but three touches is a lot stronger. Uh, a candle close on the next weekly candle could indicate the beginning of, sorry, a candle close below on the next weekly candle could indicate the beginning of a downtrend. Uh, the way to trade uptrend and downtrend lines is kind of long, actually. Generally, you want to wait for the line to break. You want to wait for it to actually have the movement in whichever direction. So in this case, it would be down. And then wait for price to bounce back up from a small support and then reject the trend line again from below. Um, that's where you would actually have confirmation that it is breaking the downtrend line because it could actually break below and then come right back up again if it really felt like it. Um, so this rejection of the trend line indicates that it is now yeah, confirmed resistance and risk reward is just much higher than trading the initial breakdown. You can, but your risk reward is a little bit lower. Um, so we're still watching the demand zone between 20,600 and 21,500 to see if buyers step in to push price back up to the supply zone um, from 24,000 to the 25,000 area. And we did see previously um, when it did reject the supply zone the first time, it did come down and it did touch just the top of that uh, demand zone around that 21,500 area like a couple times and then bounce right back up. Um, so we want to see if it does that again. So now we go to the daily chart. So on the daily, it is easier to see the potential head and shoulders pattern I've been watching after potentially completing wave five of the Elliott wave pattern. And yes, that is a lot of maybes, but there's nothing, nothing has confirmed or fully formed. So it's just an idea. And a lot of times we'll just say like potentially, maybe um, those kind of things, because nobody really knows, right? We're just, we're just guessing based off of uh, lines and, and analysis and those kind of things. Um, so price does not have to drop down to the demand zone below that I was talking about, that 21,500 area, excuse me, to be considered a head and shoulders. It could bounce from here and create a higher low and a slanted neckline instead. And there is a slight bullish uh, hidden divergence on the daily RSI, but I don't usually use that to enter or exit trades. However, it does provide a bit of confluence that we could see a bounce up from here. Um, but it really just you know depends on if we can get any buyers. Um, I usually use RSI to help spot accumulation and distribution areas more. So you know, like if you see 
RSI above 70, generally we're going to be entering distribution, especially if you look at like a daily or a weekly time frame. And then same, if I believe it's like 30, if you see RSI around 30, you're generally looking to like accumulate, especially if you're looking like long term. It's usually not a, a bad idea. There's a little bit more confluence there. Um, sorry, where is it? I was going to say too. On the daily as well, we do have um, the 10 SMA trying to cross down over the 50. It's just touching it right now. So that area would also be um, good resistance at the moment. That's at 23,000. Uh, so could see some there. Basically, if it gets above uh, previous previous big resistance at 25,200, then that head and shoulders is is broken and it's, it's not going to happen. But of course, that's a that's pretty far away from where we are at like 22,460. So on the bigger timeframes, like the dailies and the weeklies, if you're looking at patterns, it is going to take a lot longer and you have to be a little bit more patient uh, for these things to come through. But actually, I wanted to congratulate B-Bands really quick. We'd been discussing uh, HBAR previously. She was looking for some levels and she was, even though it went up like quite a bit higher after after we talked about a good um, demand zone to buy, she still didn't FOMO. She didn't do it and she waited and now she's getting the price that she wanted. So I just want to congratulate her because um, that's pretty cool to Thank see. You. It's really, really cool to see um, because I've said this before, like, FOMOing um, just means the whales win. It generally just means you become exit liquidity. Now and again, you can FOMO into a trade and it will keep going up. You know, you've seen obviously like Bitcoin has some incredible like 10% candles on some days up and down, of course. And so sometimes if you like FOMO in, you can still get a percent, but it doesn't mean, doesn't mean that you made a good trade necessarily sometimes that could be considered more of a gamble um but that's really all i all i have for you guys um there is some as ej said there is some volatility potentially coming up in the traditional markets and that can extend to crypto um but we have also seen crypto and like you know like spy sbx or traditional markets uh deviate a bit more they're not necessarily uh on par but if it is big news then yeah if traditional market participants are going to be going risk off, then they're probably going to be going risk off uh, in Bitcoin. And you definitely have to watch your alts there, right? Because if, if Bitcoin goes down, alts are going to bleed more, right? They generally will bleed a lot initially, and then they'll continue to slow bleed. Uh, so just watch out for that. Um, but yeah, B-Bands, I'll pass it back to you. Thank you, guys. Awesome. Thank you, Sabercene. Thank you, um, EJ. And also, thank you so much for helping me like pick the levels. Like, I wasn't sure what to what to do, where to set my buy order. I knew I wanted H bar or whatever, but I wanted to, you know, get some advice from a friend. And and you know, it's not financial advice. She was just kind of, you know, giving me ideas. And I'm glad I was patient and waited because I got um. I got my buy order at the price that I wanted to pay. Usually I'm I'm big in FOMO. Like if there's like a mint space going on, I'm jumping in the mint space and I'm like, hey guys, what are we minting? Right. You know, so um on that note, we have Jay here. I'm so glad you're here. I was starting to panic, Jay. I was like, Jay's he, he illustrates, he writes books, he makes 3D models, you're the creator of Squibbles, you're a leader at Polygon Alliance. I mean, hi, I'm so glad you're here. Yeah, thank you for being patient with me. My wife put her back out yesterday, so I've had to reading <gasps> everything and do the school run today. So, oh, <laughs> so <laughs> it's been a mad rush, but I'm here. I made it out of breath. 
Oh my gosh. I hope she feels better soon. Um, I have thrown up my back many times and um, that's never fun. No, so no. <laughs> well, I've done it twice loading the dishwasher and once lifting a guitar amp. Oh, that's awesome. So um, Jay, thank you for coming. I, I gave a quick intro about what you do and you wear a few different hats and I would love to chat about them. Can you please uh, tell us about what it's like being um, an illustrator in the Web3 world, especially with all the available tech, you know, for digital art, like AI rendering, 3D art. How do you navigate these waters um, as a seasoned artist? Um, it's not easy because I have a lot of creative outputs just because of the kind of person that I am. So it, it, balancing that creativity is the thing that I find the most challenging. I do it, but it, I'm very kind of like I've got to focus on one thing and then another thing and then another thing and then another thing. Not to say that, you know, that's a bad thing. Oh, we, we kind of told that's, you know, it's really meant to do that. You know, they say, oh, jack of all trades, master of none and all that stuff. But I genuinely, you know, I'm like skilled in so many areas that sometimes I struggle to... <laughs> I struggle for people to understand what what I am doing. Sorry, just one second. I'm just getting a bit distracted. One moment. No worries. No worries. Um, that's awesome that you can do a lot of different things. And uh... oh, I'm sorry, Saber. No, I was just going to say that? I can actually totally, I can absolutely relate to that because I consider myself more of a jack of all trades, master of none. And it can get really like distracting when you have so many different interests and things that you want to do. And, um, yeah, it's hard to just stick to, to one because your attention gets diverted in so many different places. So I'm loving this conversation already. Sorry. My no um, daughter was trying to get things and things were falling off the shelf. And, yeah, that's a tough one. And now she's crying. She got frustrated. Yay. <laughs> Yay to being parents. Hey, listen, Dude, we're we so used all to that. We, have, we all have kids. <laughs> a lot of us do here. So um yes just right i'm just gonna have to comfort to one second i'll be a couple of minutes oh man i can understand this too i can relate to this one million percent i mean to some but you know what i think i think what's worse is like if i don't have a chance to hit the mute button and my daughter's like yelling at me and i feel like so small i'm like oh shit <laughs> i have to hit the mute button before oh, it gets too late when you're on a space yeah I totally understand yeah. that. Luckily, I don't do too many spaces, and there's a reason, though, for that, because most of the time, my kids would be, like, in the background just doing whatever. I guess EJ feels that way, too, with his dog. He gets on the space, and if he's at home, his puppies are just going. I don't know. Does EJ realize that? Oh, there he is. I muted, I muted his mic real oh. quick, because I, th I think it might have, maybe he was, like, walking around. And he hit yeah. Me. So I'm not the only person that accidentally unmutes. Cool. Oh, I do that all the time. Cool. And the robos caught me a few times uh, accidentally not muting. So um, <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's a we've conversation all, for another time. <laughs> we've all been there. Uh, Jay's, Jay's accent. I've got it down to one of like three uh, towns or cities in England. That's what I think. As soon as I heard the accent, the, I, knew, the, I knew Robo would be all over it, like trying to figure out where he's from, what he ate yesterday, <laughs> like where he was born. Not Newcastle. No, dude, I think you're either Hull, Scunny, or Doncaster, or Rotherham. I put no. Rotherham in at the end. Oh, no, I'm, I'm actually from Lancashire. I'm from Colne in Lancashire. Ah, yeah? Oh, you've got that little twang. You've got that little Yorkshire twang in there. 
Yorkshire? I'm I shouldn't have said that. I couldn't have said anything worse, could I? I was going to say, it sounds like you just like put the hate on him I'm with that. Outraged. <laughs> no, it's fine. I don't have no, have no loyalty to Lancashire at all, really, other than I live here and it's a nice place to live. Um, but yeah, um, sorry, back to your question. Um, I think all the distractions have resolved now. <laughs> um, it's I find it, it's been quite challenging uh, being an illustrator in this space purely because my brand is aimed at children. And what I've come to discover over these last two years is the space was never intended for children. And I'm kind of in a position where I've been able to be almost at the forefront of holding people accountable for the things that they're putting out there, especially if they're aiming it at children. I've got lots of questions to ask about people who put things out there for children in Web3, um, especially ones that aim to focus entirely on children and like have discords where children can go and things like that. I always like to make sure that I'm asking them a lot of questions and finding out a lot about what they're up to and you know how they regulate and that stuff. Yeah, I mean, this is an unregulated, uh, central, you know, decentralized market. So, trying to bring that to children, where you know anybody, I mean, it's worse than just going on web too. You know, um, I think so. That's very interesting that you said that. Um, I mean, I'm I'm kind of hoping and, and focusing on and talking to people about this, but I want to see. I know web three is all very social and stuff like that. Fine, great for adults. That adults love socializing. Most of us. Um, I'm not a huge fan, but you know you've got to do it. But with kids, I feel like you need the you need more of more sort of single user experiences. I think that's really really important for children in Web three is to have single user experiences. And I've been speaking to these metaverse companies you know like spatial i've been quite close to them I've, I've built quite a good relationship with those guys over the last few years um and then you you know obviously you've got places like decentraland you've got um other other things like uh well alt space is shutting down now but you know things like meta horizons and all these places where children can go I, personally i feel that they need a single user experience i don't think there's anything wrong with that at all and it's completely and utterly possible like imagine you're a child and you're seeing all this Web3 stuff going on. It's really cool. Your mum and dad are doing it. Their friends are maybe into it. Um, you know, you might be selling NFTs. I know a few young creators who are making some amazing NFTs and amazing young artists putting stuff out there. And then you see something like Spatial where you can create your own gallery and things. But other people can come in. And I don't think it's fair that you should have to make it private either i think that you know these people need to have a, a, a equality for children in this space because it's it's not just for adults it, it should be for everyone that's the whole point of web3 isn't it you know children are going, going to be the future of web3 so why why are people not including them in everything that they do and, and thinking about thinking about the kids when they're building you know that's the most important thing to me yeah, there's there's different audiences that need to be um, catered to in the space. And I think it's awesome that you have that is the audience that you have chosen. So can you tell us about your NFT collection? Maybe talk about your upcoming mint. Your You have some coloring pages. I, I was what I was seeing on your 
Twitter profile. I've also seen some 3D art. So can we kind of talk a little bit about your NFT project or, you know, what you do in this wonderful space? Yeah, that'd be lovely, yeah. Um, so I have, so that my children's brand, The Squibbles, uh, started off as a coloring book. And that's evolved into Web3, which felt inevitable. And so I've got the Squibbles, the Squibbles 2, and I've, I've released a, my most recent coloring book that I released is called Squiblets, which is part of the Squibbles brand. But it's basically a generative coloring book. So every single page in Squiblets um, is, has been generated using the Hashlips script in Photoshop. And I've obviously put all the layers together, and it's almost like a kind of a PFP coloring book, I suppose, uh, with a claimable NFT on the inside cover for anyone who buys it. Now, I wanted to expand that and explore that further. So what I've done is I've been slowly getting that that sort of Squibblets brand out there, and I've teamed up with five young creators from across the world. And we're putting together a Squibblets uh, generative project, probably looking at about 500, I think. However, mixed in amongst all that are pieces of children's artwork. So they've they've specifically created art for this project, and we're collaborating. It's an equitable contract, so everyone gets an equal split on the, of the money and stuff. And um, that's coming out. I mean, we're in talks with Magic Eden. I hope that they pull through. I think they will. They just they've just been at NFT uh, um, Denver recently, so. We're set to have a meeting with Magic Eden about that one. So that's coming in the future. But in the meantime, I wanted to put something out to drum up a bit of interest for the the coloured version of Squibblets, if you will, by releasing the colouring pages from Squibblets' colouring book as a mintable NFT collection. That's happening today. That's happening in like, oh, what time is it now? Oh, three, four, five, six, seven. Five and a half hours. Um, you'll be able to mint a colouring page from Squiblets if you hold either a tiger pose, which is one of my collections of chickens, um, or one of the squibbles, or anyone who's bought an NFT from me in these last two years. Um, is I've, I've got the wallet addresses, and they can mint first, and then I'm going to be opening it up to public mint. Um, there's probably still time if anyone wants to add into it. You know, hint, hint. Um, but if not, then you can wait till the public public mint. But I'm very excited. I've done it all on web on the third web, so it's hosted on the squibbles.com website. Um, so I mean, that's the first time I've done this, and I've seen other people um, doing you know minting projects and things like that, which is which has been exciting. But again, they've always been kind of really adult centric. All the grown ups have falling over each other to get, to mint these things and you know I, I wanted to kind of aim this at parents really and children because the colouring pages at the end of the day you can mint it and print it off the high res um so I wanted to try something new really I don't feel like there's anyone else doing anything like this so it's nice to have that <laughs> first position on it I suppose and I hope it inspires other projects to do a similar thing and, and maybe get children involved you know Oh, that's awesome. Um, how much is the mint price? I didn't uh for the Yeah, so the free. It's a free mint. So you have an allow list that's the free mint or 
even well, the, all the whole thing? How, how does that work? I was just going to do the whole thing for free, just as it's, it's really for, to promote to promote the project, really, you know. Again, you know, it's like there's this so there's there's almost this like, oh yeah, you've got to charge for these things, and you don't always have to. I, I don't believe that this is not a financial mint. Basically, this is not a way to raise funds for anything in particular. It's just a way to, well, give back to the community for one, which is massively important for me. Make sure parents have got something that they can, you know, do with the children, and just show people that you know. The Squibbles are a brand that care about the community and, and want to promote that, that sense of giving and kindness that that we need more of in the world. Well, thank you, Jay, so much for sharing about your project. Um, before I, you know, we're heading on to the 45 minute mark. Um, we try to stay 45 minutes to an hour. Is uh, first, does anybody have any questions for Jay? Robo EJ Saber scene, or maybe from the crowd, you know, whatever question it is for Jay before we kind of start uh, shutting down the space. And if not, then maybe Jay, if you have some final words or, or even a topic that's piqued your interest too that you'd like to chat uh, chat about before we um, end our show. Oh, there's so much I could talk about. <laughs> Well, I mean, pick pick something. You got time. <laughs> um, I think what I'd like to talk about is how there are people out there that, and I didn't realize this um, until recent years. Really, I mean, it's taken me what, like thirty years or something, to realize this that there is such a thing as being a multi potentialite, which is basically. It's like a weird. It's kind of a weird form of ADHD, I suppose, but not ADHD. But it's it's a it's regarding like your creative output and focusing on projects and things like that. And I just want to, I really want to say, you know, if you're listening to this and you're the kind of person who maybe gets bored with a project or feels like you struggle to keep on task with one thing because you can draw and you can edit video and you're a musician and you you enjoy 3d modeling and whatever those things are that you that you do then just just remember that it's okay and finding a way to encompass all those things into one is what is what david bowie did um i do believe and he did it very successfully so don't worry about what people think about what you're doing. It's very easy to feel insecure about it. I have I've felt insecure about it for decades um, until recently. But there's this, there's this, don't fall back on thinking you're meant to be doing something in particular. Don't fall back on thinking, oh, that person's focusing on that project constantly and it's doing really well. I should do that. Because if you start, if you do that, you're going to make yourself really unhappy. You know, that the, the happiest place is going to come from doing that thing and then 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 then bringing them all together. Talk about them, talk about them everywhere you can, put them on social media, post a video about your music, post a video about animation because people will come to learn that that is who you are and that's what you are doing and you are creating all this stuff and you'll be a force to be reckoned with then, you know. 
people will want to know how to do that. And you'll say, well, just, just do that. <laughs> just do what, do whatever you want. If that's how you feel, you need to express yourself creatively. And then everything will come together eventually. Got to be patient. Very true. Very true. Well, um, it doesn't look like we have any questions right now. So um, to wrap it up, uh, he does have uh, Jay has a mint coming up. If you're interested, it is a free mint. And um, you can go to his Twitter page and find out information on there. So we're going to shut down the show. Um, I do want to let you know. For our next week's guest, we have uh, Patrick, who is the CTO of Agami. It's a company that uh, is real-world assets and NFTs uh, joined together for verification. So if you're interested in that, please join us. Um, and on Wednesday, we will be having an, another Bare Bones Midweek Special. Um, the reason we have them so close together this time is our guest will be having a mint, and that is Lore Trivia. And he will be on the show on Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern. Oh, it looks like we actually have a, a question from the crowd. And since we have time, I'm actually going to let him come up because we've, we know who, who he is. And then um, after he asks his question, maybe we can head to EJ to um, give us his positive uh, thoughts for the uh, week. Hey, home pleb. I mean, homestead. Sorry, bud. I didn't mean to say that. No, it's totally fine, bees. You can call me home pleb. It's who I am, right? And you might even hear the rooster here. Um, I just wanted to jump in real quick and say thank you to Saberstein. Um, I love um, the way she breaks down the markets um, and the way she's kind of encouraging um, for like newer traders like myself. Um, like two weeks ago or three weeks ago, she had a, a bit about like pick pick an asset and like practice shorting and practice longing like just so you get a feel for all of that stuff like that's really good advice for newer people um and kind of you know like i said as you start to get a little more confident and want to start doing some more things it's good to have a resource like her um and a resource like this twitter space um for people like myself so i just wanted to say thank you guys for what you do every week um, and also those little tidbits you sometimes tweet out, Saberstein. Thanks so much, y'all. Oh my God, that is so nice. I have like my hand over my mouth. I'm just like, oh my God, because that is honestly so nice of you. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm just so glad that I could give anybody like any sort of like tidbits or help because like, you know, half the time, like when you're trading, you feel a bit like a donkey, right? When you're trying to do this and you don't know if like it, it helps anybody, but like for me, it's just a really good space to be able to share my thoughts and ideas and just to help give a place to, to write all this stuff down. Right. And it helps keep myself accountable. So thank you so much for saying that. I, I really appreciate it. Like I really, really do. So thank you. Well, it looks like EJ dropped down, but he just requested the mic. Um, Jay, typically at the end of the show, uh, EJ will give us, you know, the hi, hi ho have a good week, my friends. And it always puts us in a positive uh, mood. Let's see if he's coming up soon. Did you say hi ho because he's in, in the Midwest? No, I was thinking of uh, Ned Flanders. <laughs> <laughs> that's worse. That's no, worse. I love Ned Flanders. hi de ho neighboroonies. Like, come on. Everyone, I love. I've always loved Ned. So, <laughs> oh, I don't think he can come up. 
Well, that's because you're you having away by saying Heidi Ho and thinking he's dead Flanders. <laughs> I wouldn't come up either. <laughs> he says, why can't I join? Oh, it must be something wrong. I don't know. Um, well, you know what? Since he can't, Saber, would you like to um, close it out with your... Um, because last time I tried to say what he says, I said it backwards and then everyone's just laughing. So, oh, there he is. <laughs> Please, Lord, let Ned Flanders come up and give us the the good and the bad. Yeah, you have to try to find try to find the good and the bad. Try to do something nice for someone. Um, you know, good vibes. Kumbaya. Share, share the 10x potato play. I don't know. Everybody oh. has to know about that. Well, you kind of gave it away. No, the, so the next 10x, the next 10x is take a, Homestead actually might love this too. You see, take a potato, right? Take a potato and you put it in the ground. Can you, you guys hear me love. or is it, is it still just rugging me? You give it, no, I'm talking about my 10x. You give it some water. At some point you're going to have to hill it. But then a few months later, 10 potatoes, 10 potatoes. It's the guarantee 10x. And you know what's cool? You take those 10 potatoes and you plant them and then bam, a hundred potatoes. It's beautiful. It's the 10 X. Nobody really talks about. Everybody's just out there chasing Bitcoin with 50 X leverage when you could be putting a potato in the ground. So yeah, sorry, EJ, <laughs> go ahead. Oh no, you're good. Twitter, Twitter gave me the full on rug. I had to reset my phone and everything. So I don't know what we're talking about, potatoes or what that is, but the next hey, Jay, I appreciate <laughs> oh, it. Hey, potatoes in the garden. Get some tomatoes, potatoes. You got some whatever else you want out there. Jay, we appreciate you stepping on today. Um, whether I don't know. It's probably afternoon, evening time, it sounds like, where you're at. Uh, sorry to hear about your wife, but I hope she gets better as well. And <clears throat> with that, guys, if you have any questions about anything our guests about or anything any of the panelists spoke about saberstein myself or bands um, we can help you out by simply coming to our discord but with that as we always say choose to find the good in the bad so the how we say it is choose to find the good in the bad no matter what the situation may be uh, make someone's week better whether that's holding the door for them telling them thank you whatever it is make the world a better place and until then, until next time, guys, we hope the best and we will talk soon. See you guys. Thank you. Uh, be Thank you. We, we need to actually yes. like listen to this back and we can probably write it down so that next time we don't mess up. And we have EJ's little parting uh, paragraph. Yeah, but that's part of the shtick. Like me acting like I don't know how to say it so that he has to. But you actually don't know how oh, to say wait, it. Oh, wait, hold on. Am I recording? I do know how to say it if I put my mind to it. <laughs> Don't pretend. Okay, guys. <laughs> Don't pretend. All right, guys. Wrecking. Have hey. a wonderful week. Wrecking is here. Oh. They missed my 10X. They're wrecked, so they might actually enjoy this, but. They are wrecked. Nah, they can stay wrecked. <laughs> All right, guys. Have a wonderful week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was episode 21 of The Bare Bones of Web 3. Hosted by B-Bands with the Space Skellies. Featuring special guest Jay Stansfield from The Squibbles. Recorded on Monday, March 6th, 2023. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening.
Now, if you want to keep listening, head on over to terraspaces.org slash donate and show some support now. They say rapping is the gateway, bringing home great pain, checking that replay, sing along and we say nobody gives a fuck around my way. I make about three bucks for every thousand plays, so add it up and do the math on that. Financially speaking, why the fuck would anybody want to rap? But in this reality, the money comes from doing shows, but then where's the money go when you can't do the shows? I guess you could rap on Cameo. I've been asking all my friends if I can rap on the patio. Six feet, motherfucker, step the fuck back. Doing a little magic, pulling rabbits out the rucksack. Not everybody's always in it for the money. Looking like another crooked Sunday, and I'm working Monday. So you know I ain't stressing, left debating great methods. Amazed to play Inception, the base stay blessed. See, even with these huge sums of overall royalties, these sums of money that go to the record label per playback can seem insultingly small. small. Many rights holders are making around three quarters of a cent each time someone listens to one of their tracks, leaving only some portion of that for the actual artist. They can say they're making pennies, pennies per play. Until they can figure out how to turn a profit, their future will always be in question. But for now, investors see enough potential to continue to fund pennies, 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 pennies per play. Another day, another lesson. Living in the eighth dimension might be worth a little mention. Living in the Great Depression got a real regal feel. Reeling in another sucker fish out to make a deal just to make a motherfucker wish. Aw shit, now you only got two left. You know what I wish? We didn't have any loose ends. You know what I miss? Listening to excuses. Now we're on the fence like we forgot how to choose. That's what happens when people don't know what's true in the dark, eating bullshit up like a mushroom. In the lunchroom, just trying to laugh it off. Meanwhile, foaming at the mouth like a rabid dog. Like a fake mate and call at the zoo. It's looking like the view is getting disappointed too. I'm working on the new shit, trying to produce it. It's what I'm willing to go through when I'm making my music. Terror Spaces.